Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Oh, Stephen Larson! Don't you dare be sour! Clap for yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> hey, friendo, Steve here. Ed Larson. Hey, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, taped live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, and of course found wherever podcasts can be. So right now we are racking our brains trying to figure out who there's a lot we, to. We have figured out to, two of the five members of Retribution. There's a lot to, to, to work through here. Um, there's trying to identify the members of Retribution. So, SmackDown, they the SmackDown Retribution, uh, who were messing with the lights and crap on Raw, messing on the lights and crap. There's so much, there's so much wrong with all of this. Yeah. There's so much wrong with all this. Like, yeah. didn't anybody learn anything when happened on Raw? Like, watch the, 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 the faders. In, uh, in uh, the performance center, so they don't they don't mess with the lights, you know. Have someone standing by the audio board so someone can't be messing with the levels. Um, it seems elementary. Well, my thing is this: all five members, even so, like two of them are women, and we're pretty sure that uh, one of them is Vanessa Bourne and the other is yes. Chelsea Green. So, yes. okay. In case you didn't watch SmackDown, in case you elected only to listen to Going In Raw, that's great. What happened at the very end of SmackDown, after the trademark bump, but still with about six minutes left in the episode, uh, Retribution, the new faction that has debuted with uh, uh, hoodies, uh, dressed in all black, with black hoodies and ski masks, baseball bats, pipes, and now a chainsaw uh, showed up and uh, wreaked havoc on the basically empty, I mean, the, the performance center people empty. were there. They chased off. They chased off the commentary team. They, yeah. they one of them swung a bat at Corey Graves. Mm-hmm. They chased off every, all the crew ringside, and they did proceed to like g- relatively gently, save for me the chainsaw, destroy stuff. Two of them just tipped over the commentary table. Uh, a couple of them got some spray paint. One kind of did a WWE logo with the the slash through it. One of them found a chainsaw somewhere and just kind of very gently cut the ropes down. Uh, nothing menacing terribly. A lot of screaming, a lot of loud noises. They did go around the ringside area on the other side of the barricade, beat some people up. That was remotely menacing. There was but, one. There was one point that wasn't even. It wasn't even like menacing. It was more uncomfortable, and that's where I think was it Jesse Kamea that they all sort of gathered yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, 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 yeah. That looked uncomfortable. Part of it was the camera angle too. Is this high angle? Like from the ceiling, but then when the dude got the the chainsaw from the ring and started cutting the ropes, I laughed. I laughed like loud. I yeah. belly laughed because I was like, "This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous." And here's the thing: one, they don't know who's going to be in this group. 
Okay. 90% of the people that were on our TV tonight are not going to be in this group. I guarantee you that. Next week. I'll, 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 next bet, week, I'll, I'll bet money you're wrong on that, but but I'm not going to bet a lot of I won't bet a lot of money. 90% might be shooting a little high, but it, it there's going to be some turnover week to week. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Because next okay. week we're, we're going to have at least two two guys that are going to be pretty tall. Everybody two, six, here seems yes, pretty, yes, pretty short. Up. Yeah. Like it's a 205 live invasion, it seemed like. Um, yeah. Um, uh, it's just like, what's threat? Like, there's just so much wrong with it. Okay. Listen, you have a lot of emotions right now. I do. And, and they're spilling out is, everywhere. I think Larson. this is ridiculous. I think whoever is getting saddled with this crap gimmick is getting saddled with like a huge, uh, weight that's pulling them down upon their debut on the main roster because no one's get behind this. This is lame. Uh, it's ridiculous. What's the motivation Retribution makes me sound like they're out for some sort of uh, uh, retribution. <laughs> um, but on what grounds? Okay, let's just let's let's structure here. Let's structure, please. Okay, because everything you're saying, I agree with. I except except here's the thing: the idea, the kernel of the idea of a group showing up in ski masks. I'm actually a big fan of ski masks. I think they look really threatening and really cool, to be honest with you. The problem, there, there are many problems here of what you just vomited out a lot of them, okay? But like, the idea. Yeah, here, yeah, exactly. Eyes, I says, oh, let that let that breathe, Larson. All right? The no, I, I've, I've had plenty of time to, to simmer on this. I, I'm... Hmm. The idea of and this is a tried and true thing. The NWO did it. Nexus did it. DX has done it. Of, of disruptors coming in, creating chaos is nothing new. And it's been done pretty cool in the past. I'm staring right now at, at my June 2020 calendar opened up on the Undisputed Era. They did this. They shocked the system. They did the same thing. Creating sanity, creating chaos within the WWE is nothing new. Yeah. That in itself is not a bad idea. Un not knowing their motivation right now isn't terrible because we can get to that. The execution of this is so goofy. It's so out of the... It's like five people who look like they are 5'5 five, five and under wearing baggy clothes. When I see a wrestler, he's he or she is like fit and wearing form-fitting clothes and they look like they're jacked. If you give me Dexter Loomis wearing a ski mask, that's terrifying. Here's the thing, too, is is on Raw when they blew up the Transformer or whatever, and rather than just being like, all right, job done, let's get out of here, they were like, yay, we oh, did Oh, that's it. the worst. High five. And there was more of that kind of crap tonight, like the still they have here. On, on WB.com, they're like celebratory. It's so, it's so goofy. It is so goofy. They're all celebratory. They look, honestly, like, how do you look like a nerd when you're in a, a black hoodie and uh, got a ski mask on? Yet these people somehow pull it off. They're like, yay. It. They don't come off as menacing. Silence is menacing. Yep. That's scary. Not yay. Yep. Um, the chainsaw was laughable because uh, it was like a little mini one, too. It wasn't even like a cool Leatherface one, which is where it's like smoking because it has gasoline in it. Yeah, um, that's goofy. Uh, dude, they Seamus could have come out and bro kicked all five of these people without breaking a sweat. They don't look intimidating at all. And, and on top of that, you're right in kayfabe. Why don't they have one person in security? The performance center recruits, they're all noticeably bigger than these people. Why couldn't they? I mean, I know these people have baseball bats and stuff, but they are all cowering in fear. And visually, there's nothing to be afraid of. I could have been out there and been like, this is hilarious. I could beat up all these people and I'm mm -hmm. a fat slob. Mm. It this is it it's so goofy. So bad. And it, I wouldn't it, I wouldn't be shocked. I'll just say this one last thing, then you can talk as much as you want. I wouldn't be shocked if you're right that at least three fifths of the people I, I get a feeling because we had heard that Chelsea Green and Vanessa Bourne, even yeah, though yeah, yeah, yeah. this should not be anywhere near Chelsea Green. And I've I've always been like 
interested, I guess, a little bit in Vanessa Bourne to see what she can do because they really didn't do much with her in NXT. No. Um, but Chelsea Green has all the potential in the world to be a big star. Yes. They ha- with Robert Stonebrand, they were handling her pretty well, mm-hmm. and then she disappeared, and because uh, she teamed up with Charlotte, or whatever, got rid of Robert Stonebrand, and then we haven't seen her since. She shouldn't be a part of this. She is. She should not be a part of this. They actually were getting her right in NXT. Uh, it's possible the other people will all of a sudden be Dijak and somebody else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely a possibility. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who else is under the mask to know. Yeah, I don't know. To it's like, so, uh, based on setup, the reveal is going to be underwhelming. It just is. It just is. It just is. Um, and then you're going to get a group of people, even if they're all from NXT, what brings these people, what is bringing these people together uh, in an effort to do what they're doing? What is the motivation? Like you get Chelsea Green, you get Vanessa Bourne, Dijak maybe, two other guys. Um, you know, like, man, if it's Ciampa, gosh, that sucks. That you know sucks what? for Ciampa. Yeah, that sucks. But and the, the the thing that really sucks about that is that's that's why it's like okay, well, if it is if Chomp is in this in that group, why wouldn't they just have him get Chompa in a ski mask and a form fitting like black hoodie? He looks terrifying. Yeah. He's not saying anything. Just him by himself. Alex, he won't be going. Yay! I know. That's it. why. Hooray! I really, man. I don't want to say it. I don't want to jinx it. Whatever. I'd be kind of surprised if it was Champa. This is yeah. so. I, I'm really. I'm dude. I'm hoping and praying for everybody under those masks. For everybody under those masks, I am hoping and praying that they go the way of the SmackDown hacker, which is also very possible. Yes. Although what we saw tonight was a far larger investment, I'd argue, than they ever really made in the SmackDown hacker. The the SmackDown hacker is only really involved uh, in one significant uh, 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 angle. Yeah, the 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 Mandy mm-hmm. Otis thing. Yeah. Otherwise, that was something that's relatively easy to kind of sweep under the rug and forget about. Um, when you close a show like this, it's kind of hard to say. Oh yeah, we're just gonna back out. Yeah, we're not mm. gonna do it anymore. We're not gonna. Yeah, do it. I I don't do it. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed at all. That kind of that kind of sums up my general feelings on SmackDown tonight. Yeah, is it, it weird, mess. Larson, that they booked a show that in kayfabe felt like they didn't know uh, what was going to happen next? They did the thing where the main event was a match that like happened to happen earlier in the show. You know, like it was set up earlier in the show as opposed yeah, to it's, it seemed like a show where they walked into it with just the the Matt Riddle versus Sheamus match set up. Yeah, I, I'm from, never from that patch. Everything else sprung forth. When you know? they're, <laughs> you know, that you're at, you're absolutely right. That's actually true. Mm-hmm. That was like the seed in the rest of the episode. It really grew. was. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, especially these days when there's no like authority figure, like on screen besides Stephanie zooming in every once in a while. Oh, Adam Pierce, he was he was backstage trying to break up that fight. Scrap Iron, Scrap Iron. Why didn't he show up? He could have taken these people oh, out by himself. Out. He would have laid them all out. Before, after the trademark bug, before they went off the air, within two minutes of the trademark bug being gone and Retribution coming out, Michael Cole and Corey Graves run away, even though Corey Graves himself could have taken out these people. They run away. Scrap Iron comes down. He's got the singlet on, starts tapping people out. Hey, when, when Michael Cole was jacked, he could have taken out all every member of Retribution. Remember that weird time when he was jacked? Yeah, I know. When he you was jacked, he, he probably could have done it. You know what he said, uh, how he did that? He stopped eating bagels in the morning. Really? Yeah. Bagels are delicious. I think that was just one example. I just thought it was funny. It was the one thing he pointed to when like WWE.com ran a story on him being jacked. Yeah. And there's that weird picture of him shirtless and he was just shred. He was flexing like that. Yeah. 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 And uh and he was like, Well, for one thing, I stopped eating bagels in the morning. I was like, you okay. Don't get, you don't get that kind of shape to stop eating bagels. It always bugs the crap in me when I see people and they're like, Oh yeah, look at me. I stopped drinking beer two months ago and look at me now. And I'm like I don't drink beer. Why aren't Why aren't I like that? I mean, I drink it on like occasion. I was, I was reading this thing with uh, Finn Balor talking about his abs. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's, all, it's pretty much all diet." It's like, no, you probably do crunches. I mean, a large degree for Finn is probably just genetics. Some yeah. people yeah, like. I, mean, I remember. Yeah, I mean, it's, Xavier it's, it is Woods. Diet. It is diet, but it's not all just diet. Xavier Woods was on. Um, uh, 
Oh, well, John, uh, our friend who passed away, uh, Total Biscuit. Mm-hmm. He was on his, I forget what that podcast was called, uh, but God, I know it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, me too. Anyways, he was on that podcast uh, ages ago. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, and John asked him, uh, how do you get, yeah, the co-optional podcast. Thank you, Mr. Forbesy. John asked, uh, how do you how do you get like that? And Xavier was just said, genetics. He said, this just happened when I was in high school. <laughs> now I'm sure the man does work out and everything. You need mm-hmm. like pretty great stamina to be a wrestler and everything. And you got to look great. But, uh, but yeah, he basically just talked up the genetics. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I can keep on eating donuts. So nothing I can yeah. do about it. Yeah. Can't change my now. jeans now. Yeah. All right. Let's well get into this mess because this whole show was a mess from top oh, yeah, to bottom. I got I to, my Steve notes are just. They're horrible. So it kicks off the episode of Firefly Funhouse, and Bray says, before the fun starts, uh, he needs to address something. Haters have been sliding into his DMs and blaming him for what happened to Alexa Bliss that last yeah. week. Yowie wowie, he says. If you want to point the finger at someone, shame on you, Braun. How can you let something so horrific happen to someone you claim to care about? All you had to do was give him what he wants. Never mm-hmm. would have happened. Mm-hmm. Says, uh, he knows that he'll be here later, fiend. Someone very special. He's waiting for you, Braun. He advises that you give him what he wants, or she'll find out what he's truly capable of. And then we get uh, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus to kick off the show in the ring. Uh, commentary talks at length about how annoying Matt Riddle is and how good he is at annoying people, not only in the building, performance center, also on social media. They spent a good five minutes talking about how annoying Matt Riddle is, which when he debuts as a face, I'm not sure that's a good approach to take when uh, uh, building up a face going on and on about how annoying he is. Was Michael Cole's going on about that too? Yeah. <laughs> they were talking a lot. Like, yeah, uh, uh, AJ, Sheamus, Baron Corbin, uh, uh, they've all been rubbed the wrong way by Matt Riddle. And then Corey mentions social media, and, and uh, uh, Michael Cole says, yeah, uh, several legends or something have taken umbrage with things that Matt Riddle has said. So basically... Jeez. Trying to put over Matt Riddle as being super annoying. Yeah, remember that time Michael Cole. Remember that time Michael Cole's relentless. I mean, I know it was heel Michael Cole, but he was like relentless in calling a Daniel Bryan a nerd, and it was like, oh my god, you're just burying this guy before he's really had much of a chance to do anything. Heel Michael Cole might have been the most annoying character in the history of wrestling. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Might have been. I sent the Steve notes out. There you go. So this match was 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 decent enough, uh, a hard hitting affair. I know Matt Riddle was looking forward to it. He said it was a bit of a dream match for himself. Um, and then uh, so they're brawling ringside. Uh, Riddle hits Sheamus with a bunch of kicks. Sheamus responds with a knee, and then Chad Gable runs in, trying to collect that King's ransom. Ransom attacks Riddle, so Riddle wins by DQ. And then Riddle starts being, being the living hell out of Chad Gable ringside. He beats, he beats the shit, the out, of shit out of him. I'll talk about that. Plug out and plug back in. Right, um, sure. Yeah, so so he starts. At one point, it just got cartoonish because he just kept on ramming his head into the commentator's table over and over again. <laughs> then he throws he him into the ring steps, and then he kicks his chest while he's still against the ring steps, and then he just smiles. the shit out of him. Oh my and the gosh, other thing that I, the other thing that I noticed about this too is that commentary just kept on referring to him because that, that that name is a stick, and I guess they kept on referring to him as Shorty G. I was like, okay, cool. Last week, what a great you know possibility yeah. for Chad Gable to That's sort of rebrand point, himself. Man. That's a great pivot point. He's Chad Gable now. He's no longer Shorty G. He's a mercenary. He's a hitman. Uh, you know, killer for hire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and to collect the king's ransom <laughs> because we got a lot of those lately, Marty Janetti. Um, oh, and uh, and and so and so, but what he just completely looks like an asshole. Oh, shit kicked out. He of looks <laughs> like Sheamus, an idiot. <laughs> Seamus tosses Gable the ring, hits yeah. him with a bro kick, and then asks for a mic. Uh, tells Gable, "You took a win away from me," and then hits him with another bro kick. So Gable got beat up tonight. I, I do really actually like the dynamic though of Seamus is a bad guy, Corbin's a bad guy. You know, they don't do that a whole lot. That their match was actually was fun because they just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Before that, though, Corbett's backstage talking to Sarah. Uh, Sheamus comes up to him, says, Hey, Gable, trying to get that King's Ransom. Ruin my match. It happens again. I'm going to kick your royal arse. Uh, Corbett says, uh, You're lucky I'm dealing with Jeff Hardy. Otherwise, I'd put a dent in your skull right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had the dirt sheet. Oh, this is so bad. Um, this was bad oh, across the board. It got a little bit better bad. once Sonya came out. The hair but, stuff uh, is so bad. So they start talking. Their mics start to go out. Morrison then it even cracks a retribution joke. He's like, "Retribution, what are you doing? Ha ha!" And uh, he was like, "I thought you were supposed to be whatever." We were Miz- scheduled for tonight. He said. Yeah, and then Miz says, "Plus, you're on Raw." Uh, and then they're like, "Mandy Rose's hair is our guest." Uh, and then it, it's it's just a blonde wig on a stick with some eyes that's sort of shaking around. And then they did. The voices for this was awful. I don't even want it. They just, they sort of interview her. It's stupid. They introduce Sonya Deville. She comes out and she sort of explains uh, how she doesn't feel bad for like beating the crap out of Mandy last week. She loved doing it because she could tell that all Mandy cared about was her face because that's all she has. Um, And around then or so Otis and Tucky run out. Uh, Otis actually did have his money in the bank briefcase with him this time. And uh, they all just brawl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Otis hit a caterpillar on Morrison. Miz pulls him out of the ring. Next, got a fun, but although brief match between Cesaro and Lince Dorado. Uh, Lince got a bit of a promo. What? What'd you make that face for? Because I thought, remember, before the cameras were rolling, <laughs> I thought this was a tag match. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a tag match, but why are only uh, half of each tag team participating? Didn't, um, even, didn't even occur to me. That's not uh, the first time it's happened either. I forget. <laughs> that happened before with, uh, God dang, it was it was like a triple threat or something. I was like, man, I mean, that was a great six-man tag. Pre- it was pretty short. So, um, <laughs> Uh, Lindsay has a picture-in-picture promo calls the championship uh, party last week that Cesaro and Nakamura had whack. Says he's going to teach Cesaro how he likes to party. Uh, fun match. Um, but Cesaro, of course, picks up the win. You almost saw Cesaro do a razor's edge. He's about to do it. I know. I was wondering what he was going to do with that, and then it just turned into a big, like, cool counter that freaked oh, me out. Oh, a victory roll, yeah. Yeah, that was rad. Uh, Judas Cesaro fiend wins. here. Judas Fiend here says, uh, I'm disappointed Mandy isn't bald. Wouldn't that be great if she like she only got a little bit of her haircut and then she comes out in like a bald wig? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, after that, we had uh, the... Oh, yeah, so they announced Miz versus Heavy Machinery for, I guess, was the main event. Uh, Otis gets an interview. He oh, says, he's having a fit. He's having a fit. Yeah, at this point, uh, he's like, <laughs> all Miz and Mort. <laughs> he calms down pretty quick. Yeah, he does. Yeah, well, I told you yeah. on text. They're like the opposite of Breezango. Breezango is all about fun, hit the ring, all business. Heavy machinery, opposite. opposite. Otis, angry, intense. Yeah. Hits the ring, starts dancing. It's all jokes. pelvic thrusting, rubbing his tummy. So, like he's saying, all Miz and Morris do a joke. I won't stand for the disrespect for my lovely peach. Uh, and Tucky says something I don't remember, and then Otis he says, is like, "What Sonya did last week was despicable." <laughs> Yeah, and then I was like, "When you make me angry, no one will be laughing." Make a lovely peach. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, dude, can you explain this fiend stuff to me, please? No. So, Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. After that interview, the lights go down and we get that awesome theme song that we oh, don't great. get to hear enough. It that is really a terrific version of Bray's the whole original. entrance for the fiend is great. Oh, it's terrific. So uh, we go to commercial. We come back and it's just reet, reet, and Alexa's in the ring now. Wearing the same thing as last week. So, Larson. Yeah, they shot this last week. Okay, fine. But it's been a week since then. Yeah. In kayfabe, the only explanation really is that he's a time traveler? No, he could have kidnapped her. But she didn't look any worse. So she still got to do hair and makeup? Yeah, maybe. Like, she didn't really seem all that traumatized. Like no. he just it's just him and her back in the ring together. She's wearing the same thing she wore last week. Like, yeah, I know they taped it last week, but like is the idea that yeah, he kidnapped her, but then she still looks great. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I know, that, I know, I know. There's a lot there's a lot that was off about this whole thing. So then he loads up in the corner of the ring. He starts crawling to her. Like first he's like near her, then he goes to the corner of the ring, then he, it's like performance art. He like crawls back to her. And then, like, he starts to, like, do the I'm going to put my dirty fingers in your mouth thing. Yeah. And then she, like, stops it, and then she caresses his weird fiend head. And then he pushes it away, and then you hear Braun's voice. says, Bray, you sadistic bastard. He's on the Tron. This Matt Chat question from Braun yeah. Strowman on an oh, iPhone this is, 8. This is, this is Braun Strowman is my Matt Chat question. Do you think playing with my emotions would work? <laughs> and then he says, I don't give a damn about Alexa, only about destroying the fiend. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed part of this. He said, I knew there were only two ways I'd be able to leave the swamp, either as the most evil bastard this earth has ever seen, or I assume something that's that's bad. I don't know. I, I, I was trying to type as fast as I could, but he was actually saying a lot in a very short amount of time. Anyways, he emerged from the swamp as the most evil bastard the earth has ever seen. He tried to fight it. Now he's here fulfilling his destiny. He's the thing that nightmares are made of. Oh, I'm the monster. And now Braun yeah. was vacillating between actually doing a pretty decent performance and then going way too far with it. I thought it was... Uh, I mean, I was just sort of chuckling. I, I still couldn't wrap my head around where Alexa had been the whole time. Like, And then she looked the exact same. as I, I was like, are we still in time travel? What are we going on here? So I was worried. And then on top of that, like his iPhone promo is so pixelated. I was like, God, get to get a new phone, dude. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's I, the front-facing I, camera. It's not as good a quality as the, the back. I you know? actually, I'll be honest with you, I kind of liked the idea... That, you know, when the fiend fucks with you, you change. Yeah, I totally. like I love this idea that Braun might stop smiling that, you know, he, he even said, I knew that when I go to the swamp, one of two things going to happen. I'll be triumphant or I'll come out an evil bastard. And that's what I've done. I like that. Um, so I was OK with Braun. I thought Braun was fine. Yeah. I, th- there is, of course, the added goofiness that there is some very serious theatrical stuff going on and then he says at SummerSlam and I'm yeah, like that's so it's it's still so it's so pro wrestling, wrestling. It's, it's so wrestling. goofy at SummerSlam yeah. at the biggest party of the summer like, feed you could have whatever you want it's one at thing SummerSlam you'll have to face the monster it's one thing it's one thing if the pay-per-view is like Armageddon or yeah. even no mercy, you know, or ground zero or something. At, yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. It's or even Survivor Series. Yeah, but SummerSlam is such a jaunty sounding paper. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like we're gonna have a nice barbecue. We'll chat. We'll go to church and then we'll have a match. <laughs> oh man! So uh, after that, Jeff Hardy versus King Corbin. This is a fun enough match. Jeff Hardy had a pretty fast start, and then Corbin punched him in the throat. Uh, Corbin has the advantage for a while uh, until Hardy uh, drop kicks Corbin to the barricade, slams into a couple times, uh, and then Corbin sends Hardy from the ring. And then Sheamus runs out down the ramp and bro kicks the hell out of Jeff Hardy. Jeff wins by DQ. Corbin and Sheamus start arguing because Baron's mad that Sheamus made him lose. All going back to the opening bout of the night. Go mm-hmm. to commercial, come back. Guess what we get? Baron Match. versus Sheamus. 
I I mean, I was actually I I, I like Sheamus coming out and doing that to Jeff Hardy. I kind I kind of appreciate it. I'm like. You know, Jeff Hardy really should probably be doing something better than this, but he just got bro kicked out of the story, and uh, and now we have Shane. Well, Sheamus, he basically got bro kicked out of the building. It seemed like because he got bro kicked and was never seen again for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so okay, hold on. Kay Ballard, I love that chat is talking about this stuff. Uh, Kay Ballard says, "Take a close look. One mistakenly had the mask removed. His hair looked like Mike Kanellis's." I, which number one? I thought Mike Canellis had like your hair. Like it's just really closely. Does Mike yeah, Canellis yeah, have yeah, hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got um, his hair is really short. Usually he just like shaves it. Yeah. Um. I would love. I would actually mark out for that if that was the case. But none of those guys to me look like they could have been Mike Canellis. Yeah, he's about six feet tall. Yeah, he's not a smaller guy. Mm-mm. And he's been putting on weight. That's his thing on Twitter that he's up to like two fifteen, two twenty again. That would be really rare. I, I love Mike Canales. I think they're Mike. Oh, Bennett, I do too. And that I mean, like, if that's the story, is people that were released and are invading because they're upset about being released. That's a story, at least that I would understand. And it would be cool to bring back some people. That'd be pretty neat. It's a great way to repackage people if that's the case. Yeah. I just didn't recognize anybody there that like would have been re- unle- unreleased. Yeah. No. I mean, other than the Canellises and, and Miro, pretty much everybody yeah, else but is gone. None somewhere. of them dudes. Would, I mean, again, like you said, they could they could change the lineup next week. It could be a bunch of freaking low buff guys. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Um, anyway, don't know. so uh, yeah, this match uh, was fun between Baron and Sheamus, though they they were just beating the hell out of each other. There was nothing yeah. fancy about it. Yeah, I dug it. I dug it. I, I like the end too because Matt Riddle came in. He uh, full circle, man. Yeah, no, I, I kind of dug that, to be honest with you. Uh, he got up to the top. Uh, he sort of launched himself over Corbin, who rushed him. And then uh, he just rolled out of the ring, so he didn't uh, do the DQ thing. And then Sheamus just broke kicked the crap out of him. Yeah, it's all a convoluted mess. I'm just hoping it, it pans out to something that matters instead of just having people all fight each other, just to all fight each other. There, It leads to something. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, Corbin and Sheamus might get into a thing. Um, I don't know. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I don't dis- I don't disagree. But just in terms of being like a little self contained story for tonight, I'm okay with it. I mean, it all came from the King's Ransom, which is a continuing thing, anyways, and yeah. it's sort of causing havoc with Baron Corbin. I mean, Matt Riddle, you know, because of the King's Ransom, Baron Corbin ended up eating a loss to uh, uh, to Sheamus in, in in pretty humiliating fashion. So I'm okay with it. All right. Uh, this was kind of funny. Uh, yeah. So Bailey and Sasha uh, were backstage. Uh, Sasha uh, comes up to Bailey. Bailey looks apprehensive. She's like, "Are you okay?" And Bailey's like, "You know, dude, kind of worried right now. I got to fight out." She's like, "Oh, you mean fighting Oscar on Monday? Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about Oscar." She's like, "You know, it would have been nice if you'd have told me because Oscar, she wants some revenge for what I did to Kyrie Sane." Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a great. This is a great sort of really tangible moment of role reversal where this is where Sasha used to be. And now she is in the sort of the alpha yeah. spot that Bailey yep. used to be in. She's putting Bailey in these positions. She's yep. more worried about her gold necessarily than their friendship. Exactly. Um, and uh, and it was a great little bit. And then like this weird smiling PA guy comes up and says, hey, Sasha and Bailey, <laughs> Stephanie wants to get in the ring right now. Or a video like, conference. Yeah, I'm like, where's the redhead guy that used to do that all the time? He was like just a straight faced dude. This guy like just knew he was on. I guarantee Vince yelled at this particular thing. Who the hell is that guy? Oh my gosh. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, so yeah, they got a Zoom call with Steph coming up. But first, we had a Big E interview where he is asked by Kayla, "What's next?" And uh, he says, "You know." Uh, uh, now that I'm solo, there's always the question that lingers. What could have been, uh, had I gone basically the solo route, the um, he says, time, as opposed to, yeah, the, the new day route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says the new day could be perceived as weight, as pressure, as something holding me down. And then in a very spirited fashion, he said, but they hold me up. And, uh, and he says, you know why Kayla? And she said, cause new day rocks. And he's like, Oh yeah. And then she says new day rocks. And they do that over and over again. He's the absolute he, best. He's, he's the just best. a, he's just a delight. He's um, the absolute best. So then we get the zoom call with Stephanie and they had to like, they, they basically, they, they green screen. Well, they didn't green screen. They just put Stephanie's Matt chat question 
on top of the video as its own layer. And yeah. to do that properly, you have to have your image static. So it's on a tripod. Yes. Um, otherwise, you're doing like, I guess, rotoscoping or something like that. You got to get a, what's the program called? There's a program you use for After Effects to do motion tracking. Right. Yeah, motion tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it just looked really weird. Like, usually, usually everything's we're so handheld. Zooming in and out, 10 billion cuts, and you get one right. a lockdown shot. You're not shot used to just, one lockdown shot in an angle a, that you never see. Yeah. And Sasha and Bailey are like just standing there as stiff as can be because they have to be in the shot. But not, um, but not be in front of where the Titan. They, yeah, would be. they can't be. So they're probably looking at a monitor to make sure that they're not moving over yeah. uh, where the Titantron is. So, anyways, uh, that's all MPYP stuff. Uh, Stephanie shows up. She says, "Hey, congratulations! You guys have all the gold. That's great." Uh, and Sasha and Baylor are like, "Well, thank you very much. Your words are very important because everybody in the locker room is very jealous. We get a lot of resentment coming mm -hmm. our way. So your positivity really helps us." He says, "We're just trying to be role models like you." Uh, we're trying to finish the, what you started, Steph, with the Women's Revolution. Uh, Steph says, yeah, they're doing whatever it takes, you know, like impersonating a referee or making a mockery of the rules and stipulation that I set out. Uh, hey, you guys have my attention. And uh, they kind of go like super corporate. They do the WWE Network is nine ninety nine. Mm -hmm. really try to uh, appeal to her. And then Steph says, no, I'm not mad. I don't hold a grudge. I'm McMahon, but I do want to challenge you. Uh, Sasha, you will defend the Raw Women's title at SummerSlam, and it could very well be against Asuka. As for Bayley, uh, all of your past foes across NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, they'll square off in a three-brand battle royal next week. Winner of that title shot at SummerSlam. I love that idea, by the way. Maybe. I actually marked out when I heard that. I was like, that's a really cool idea. Um, across all brands... Nobody really stands out on SmackDown. If, if, if she wasn't in a thing with Mandy, I'd, I'd suggest Sonya Deville would be great for that role, even though she's a bad guy, too. So but also, if it's a situation where it's, you know, people that Bailey is, or women that Bailey has crossed paths with, I mean, she hasn't really crossed paths with Sonya in any significant amount. That's, is the, that's kind there, of the vibe I got. Was that is it was there all like. The possibility that. Oscar could walk out of SummerSlam with all the gold, Larson. Entirely possible. Whoa. That'd be something else. Wouldn't that be something else? Man, what if Vince McMahon has come around to our line of thinking? Give her all the gold. She should have all the belts. Well, I mean, it, it's going to take her getting all the belts. All the belts. Who would be Universal her tag title. team? Who'd be her tag team partner? Why would she need one? That's a good point. Just do. Here's what you do: you do a triple threat match, Oscar versus Sasha versus Bailey, everything on the line. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, so that'll be very interesting to see. Or Oscar versus Sasha and Bailey. Therefore, yeah. it's like it's a tag aspect. Anyways, next we had a Ms. Morrison Sony interview. What if this is the Rhea Ripley thing, dude? Could be. Then a couple of months, this is going to play out. We're all we're idiots just sitting here. Triple H said it'd be too much. It'd be a couple months three months that gets us in the middle of september there's nothing going in the middle of september what the hell is he talking about well it doesn't necessarily mean that long <laughs> uh you got a ms morrison and sonia deville uh, interview uh they're kind of milling about backstage kayla walks up to him and uh she asks them hey do you regret taking things too far now that you have a match with heavy machinery ms is like oh our comedy is too highbrow it goes over everybody's head um, and then Kayla's like, you know, I've never seen Otis this upset before. And then Miz is like, what's he going to do? Eat us? Heavy, he yeah, heavy machinery, sure. They're big and they're ferocious. And then Morrison says, yeah, in catering. Uh, yeah. Like, here's the thing. With Miz and Morrison, when, when they're on, they're pretty funny. When they're not, it's so bad. It I is agree. So bad. I know. It is. It's really cringy when they're not on. And it's it, dude. It's black and white. It is. Yeah, there is yeah. no in between. No. There's no. no it's, it's either there's two cringy. spectrums and it's one or the other. There's nothing in between. <laughs> it's, it's either really cringy or I'm laughing. Yeah. It seems to be a seventy thirty cringe. Yeah, that's totally true. So uh, our main event was in fact Miz and Morrison versus Heavy Machinery. I'll be honest with me. I was so confused. Why is it Otis was just goofing off the entire the entire time? The whole story leading up to this is how upset and angry he was. 
he like one of the first things he does, he does the, the bushwhacker thing with Tucky and, and slams Miz head Miz's head between their two tummies. When Miz gave him like a devastating chop, he just pelvic thrust. Starts yeah. He starts rubbing like, his tummy and thrusting like, his pelvis. What have we talked about? Ever since Otis won money in the bank, we were like, okay. How can we now, let me write down, how can we take Otis seriously or at least as a legitimate threat so that we believe it when he beats whoever it has the Universal Championship? Even, even before he hit the ring, he did his usual entrance. Like, if you're this upset, beeline to the ring. Beeline. Like, the idea was, he's, you, nobody, Kayla said, and he said, I've never been this angry before. Why is he acting like this is the Mixed Max challenge all of a sudden? He didn't look mad at all. He looked no, like he was having a blast sense. out there. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense, I tell you. Anyway, this match is largely forgettable. Um, uh, <laughs> this bit. So it goes back and forth. Uh, Otis hits Caterpillar and Morrison, covers. Uh, Miz pulls Morrison out of the ring. And then there's a brawl that breaks out ringside. So Tucky charges Miz and Morrison. They just kind of casually move aside, and Tucky runs full speed into the barricade. Mm -hmm. um, and then Miz sends Otis to the ring steps. Mandy comes down. She attacks Sonya. They're brawling a ringside. They're brawling in the ring. Ref calls for the bell for some reason. Neither of them mm -hmm. were involved in the match. It should have been a DQ. Uh, more brawling. Heavy machinery, and Miz and Morrison do an awful job of trying to break them up. Mm -hmm. Like they pull apart for a second. They're fighting some more. Uh, eventually, the, uh, 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 Otis pulls Mandy out of the ring. Go to commercial, come back. The brawl's kind of continuing backstage. They're all arguing. Lights go off. Come back, kind of. And then a bunch of people with weapons hit the ring. One of them swings a bat at Corey. He ducks. He's out of there. Uh, one of them talks to the camera. Voice sounded really familiar. Couldn't place who it was, though. Yeah. Says, this is their house now. Uh, they chase all the ringside crew off. Stay in the ring and then shout a bunch. Then they walk on the opposite side of the barricade, beat up some of the people in the crowd, and then a couple of them just very gently tip over a commentary desk, spray paint some stuff on the plexiglass, and then a, a, a dude busts out a chainsaw and cuts down the ropes. Yeah. Let me mess up. Like, how would a chainsaw react to? Remember the when Foley got his ear cut off? Wasn't it like elevator cable or something like that? That's what they use at WCW, but in WWF they actually use real rope with duct tape. They use actual rope. I wonder how a chainsaw would react to elevator cable. Depend on how many horsepower the the chainsaw. If it's a, if this it's looked really left. weak. <laughs> this looked really. It's like a five horsepower. Like bounces back at the guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is a funny visual. <laughs> it's, like, oh my God. it's one of those unexpected things, you know. You, you yeah. just, he's trying to look badass, cutting the the ring ropes down with a chainsaw, <laughs> just bounces off him. But it's like he's not even powerful enough to like hurt him. It just bounces off. The rope oh, bounces blood. off his head. It's like the worst chainsaw there is. All right, man. I Anyways, some, this uh, retribution stuff is garbage. It's garbage. So just, far, I'm going to give retribution a grade of garbage. I feel bad. <laughs> I, I, it's at the point now where I know this is only a, a week into it. I feel really bad for anybody that has to be involved with this. Really bad. So again, yeah, I, if, 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 they, if, if in a month from now... Chelsea Green is wrestling in like a black hoodie um, and like baggy, really super baggy pants. Um, I'll be horribly sad. I'll be so sad. Let me ask you this. So that's one option. But what if she, if they go through all this ski masks, hoodies, all that, and then they unveil who they are. And when they start wrestling, they wrestle in their old wrestling gear. <laughs> so what's worse? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is, it's so ugly. It's so, it's so, it, it, it's, it, it harkens back. I, I just think of the words out of touch. And I know that general idea can mean so many different things. It can mean so many different things. It can mean, you know, the, the literal, the stories that are being told, the plot that's being told. But to me, it can also mean how you, soak in pop culture mm -hmm. and and sort of use that to reflect your product for what contemporary audiences expect well, it's, it's keeping up with the zeitgeist of what's what's what audiences are into 
And so when a couple of like a 65 year old or a 60 year old man and a 74 year old man look at these people with their goofy ass outfits and don't. And the, if the first thing they think is this is a if the first thing they, they think is not this is a clown show, then they are out of touch. This isn't cool, man. It's not even close to it. I'm like 41 and I recognize this isn't freaking cool. Yeah. It sucks, man. It did suck. It sucked hard. It sucked really. It's it not sucked really scary. Hard. It's it's none of that stuff. It's awful. It's terrible. Terrible. It's it's I mean just I mean dude, even you look at Look at like NXT, and it's like granted when the luchadors were kidnapping people, they weren't exactly the height of cool either. But look at uh, Santos Escobar. But I'll say this: when that happened, it didn't overstay its welcome. They went and kidnapped somebody. They did gone. it like a small handful of times. Gone. It didn't yeah. overstay its welcome. They, they they were there. They did what they wanted to do, and then they were out of there, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And like the real thing is going to be: is this retribution garbage going to uh, going to get to NXT? If it doesn't, Triple H is like. Nothing to do with this. Yeah. Nothing to do with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's balls, dude. It's totally it balls. balls. Let's ask him some Big questions. Balls. Uh quote the Raven, seventy nine has an interesting uh idea. He says, I've been saying for months the secret to defeating the fiend is not with a man, it's with the woman, like a uh, girl in the horror movies, because you know, a lot of times the heroine of the horror movies, the hero of the horror movies, uh, is a woman. Uh Alexa hinted at that tonight. Yeah. Could be. That that's a very good point. That's if a they're very following good point. The, the, the common tropes of horror movies, you know, going back to Halloween, um, that could be the case. Or or this could actually pave the way. Number one, they're not really doing much with Alexa these days. This could pave the way for her to lining herself with the fiend. That, that, she could be the reason Braun loses at summer. It's entirely possible. They could subvert the trope. If he is uh, like a monster, uh, I mean, she could be... The thing that you know, it could be it could be this. Like if if he's given in to the monster within, it could be a situation where he's faced he's face to face with Alexa, and that's his salvation. That's the way to reclaim his humanity. Yeah. He turns his back on his humanity because, like as he said tonight, I don't care about Alexa, and that is ultimately his undoing at the hands of the fiend. Mm-hmm. Or he's like he sees Alexa, and he's like, I'm monster, I'm horny, and then she low blows him. That's where his power is. Fiend wins. Well, it could be that, too. That sounds more uh, consistent with what Vince would probably want. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> or AD says Braun was the guy that paid $400 to ask out Alexa Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he doesn't care about her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Night by Night asks, how did Braun's iPhone survive the swamp water? Maybe he's got a Samsung. Those things are water resistant up to like 10 or 15 feet. Judging from the pixelation, this was a backup phone. Uh, Hunter Vandeman, for who from SmackDown would you like to see most on Raw Underground? Hunter, this is a SmackDown thread, man. We're not talking about Raw Underground. There's, I mean, to be fair, there's not much to talk about with SmackDown tonight. So, uh, uh, Matt Riddle. It's Matt Riddle's yeah. Underground, man. Come on. It's yeah. Matt Riddle's Bloods. You know what? Baron Corbin, they keep on saying they used to be a Golden Gloves champ. champ. Yeah, so, I dig that. As long as he ditched that king stuff, you can't take that oh king gosh, gear no, into. No, you can't be taken seriously in Raw Underground if you're wearing a king gimmick, dude. I don't know how they get away with continuing to do this, but uh, uh, somebody sent me on Twitter a clip from the live stream that DiJack Mansoor, uh, uh, Dio Madden, mm-hmm. and Killian Dane all do. They're just they were just hella talking shit about not really talking shit, but they were laughing about the setup of uh the uh the the raw underground thing. Oh really? And and Mansoor was like doing a JB Noble impression. And he's like, Yeah, he just JB Noble just came up to all of us and was like, Okay, who wants to get their ass kicked tonight? You want to get your ass kicked tonight? You want to get your and, and Dio, they were just cracking up at the fact that like, you know, Hurt Business comes in and just starts completely annihilating everybody wow, there funny. at the performance center. And I'm like, dude, these guys just go off sometimes and nobody really talks that much about it. It's hilarious. I mean, it was on one of those that uh, DiJack said that something about uh, Triple H trying to get wrestlers in New Japan or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. It's like a gold mine of freaking NXT information, dude. I'm telling you. Apparently. Do you have a question there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gregory Faya 
so the mini me version of the Nexus debuted tonight. At least the Nexus, like there was a setup there. It was like, oh my god, these guys are on that NXT show, and they're like the up and coming ones. Now they're coming in and making a split. Like it yeah. made sense. It did make sense. I don't, this doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. Uh, Mr. Forbesy, do you think w- that with the possible heel Braun, he will be the fiend, and it'll be returning Roman that takes the title off of him? Uh, it, it it all depends on Roman's timetable, but that would seem to be the case. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I think the fiend is probably going to take it off Braun. Um, no, no, he's saying, what if Braun becomes the fiend? Oh, oh, I don't know about that happening. That'd be interesting, I think, though. If, I think if it'd be the great if possesses Braun. I think it'd be cool if Braun did go through some sort of transformation. Well, if you think about it, what if the Fiend possesses Braun, thinking Braun's a stronger vessel? Oh yeah, than Bray Wyatt is. He's like, "You're too tubby. <laughs> I want a big, strong, meaty guy." And <laughs> he's like, "Oh man, but I, Husky Harris needs you, man." Alex Foster. If you guys were a debuting unit, what things would you do to establish yourselves? He says, I would lock someone in a closet. <laughs> if you and I were debuting and they said, hey. This is it. It's Drop your trial, oyster. Take a crap in the ring. That's, this is our turf now. Wow. Gee, wow. What if I, what if you, you, t- you wouldn't have poo anxiety? Uh, maybe I'll you know, just eat a lot of fibrous foods, a huge salad for lunch. Probably crap your pants before you go out there. I'd be like, he's like, okay, ready. You're gonna crap your, you're gonna crap in that ring out there, and you're like, oh god, Vince, you're staring at me too much. You're making me, oh god, I just crap. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're just shit. What your better pants. way to mark your territory? <laughs> yeah, he would love it. Funny. What better way to mark your territory than crap in the middle of the ring? <laughs> there he, he will long have he says Larson gets his baked potato out on international television <laughs> that's what I'd do I'd come in the camera be framed like this like from midsection I'd say I'd say the only belt I need is right here and the camera <laughs> go down and my balls would be out <laughs> I'd be like yeah it's my ball sack anybody oh I'm the baked well, potato the, champion well, I'm, the, I'm the world champion of balls <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the baked potato I want an, uh, I want a title opportunity at my baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, Diehard Hober, Stephanie uh, announces that Sasha Banks will defend the Raw Women's title at SummerSlam, and it could be the winner of Bailey's match on Monday against Asuka. Uh, Diehard Hober says, The warning has me question if Bailey is the victor if Sasha will have to take on Bailey. I was expecting Stephanie to announce that. That, yeah. All right, you guys need a challenge. Two, you need a challenge at SummerSlam. Champion versus champion. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Thayer Thabata asks, in kayfabe, why does security come out for two wrestlers fighting each other but not for retribution? Your guess is as good as mine, buddy. Well, dude, dude had a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess so. Uh, Ryan Luckman, why would the chainsaw even be in the performance center if they ran in with it? I guess I'd be less mad. Yeah, they found that. No one ran um, in with the chainsaw. Yeah, nobody came in with that. You're right. It just happened to be like under the ring or something, I guess. Uh, uh, Nirvana fan, any a friend knows any chance that Walter interferes in Adam Cole's takeover 30 match with Pat McAfee? Probably not. Any chance that who interferes? Walter. You mean Dominic or Walter? No, Walter, Walter. No, he's not leaving. Uh, Christopher Rappersod has a two-parter. He says, <clears throat> I hate the Bray Wyatt Braun segment, and I hate it more was the closing end of SmackDown that I stopped smoking weed, and now I'm going to go light up a blunt. Why is WWE so lazy? And then his second part of his question is this. Vanessa Bourne was one of the masked people. <laughs> I love Christopher so much. <laughs> what I mean, do I even oh, smoking a blunt right now? I'm not gonna bug him with answering his question. Oh man, it's not even a question. <laughs> Why is WWE so lazy? Uh, Alan J one one zero five. Alan J is that Alan Jones? Is that <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Uncle Alan? Uncle Alan. The only thing about this Bailey and Sasha storyline is that the tag team titles have taken a back seat. Yeah, it is the case, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that tri- triple brand Royal Rumble, though, or Battle Royal. Oh, that sounds cool. 
Uh, let's see here. Johann von Wolfenstein asks, or Wolfhausen, says, what if Big E gets his singles run, ends up getting a chance to fight the Fiend, who would still who would have the title, loses and goes heel because of his loss. He splits from the New Day, becomes, uh, uh, he comes back with a new music, new look. Every other person who challenges the Fiend loses the point where no one can beat him until New Day fixes things with Big E. He then gets a rematch of Mania, comes back with full New Day music entrance, everything, and then tells the story of how the po- power of positivity is the Fiend's weakness. That's actually a pretty cool story. Uh, I was I was like anti that until it came back around. Then I'd be cool with that. I think it'd be kind of cool, man. Yeah, it's a good story to tell. That'd be a good story. Uh, Fear and loathing. How would you feel if we started getting retribution reveals one by one? They are revealed to be former members of Aces and Eights. So D'Lo Brown, uh, Mr. Anderson, wasn't uh, Bubba Ray in Aces and Eights? Yes, he's a free agent. I think his Ring of Honor deal expired. Bubba Ray uh, was suicide a member of Aces and Eights? <laughs> Did suicide wear? You're best? asking the wrong dude, man. Mister Forbes, he says he was the leader. Was AJ suicide? in Aces and Eights? Suicide <laughs> was a leader. Of Aces Bubba, Bubba Ray, <laughs> Doc Gallows. That's right. Yeah, uh, Gareth asked, "How do you think Gareth alive- Bischoff? How do you think a live crowd would have reacted to tonight's ending?" Crapped all over it. You suck. This is garbage. This is stupid. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Greg Morris. Since they're called retribution, well, I talked about this a little bit. He says, since they're called retribution and kayfabe, who's in the group? Mike and Maria Canellis. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody got laid off. Yeah, everybody got laid off. They hasn't signed with Impact already. But then there's so I mean, Mike and Maria and Miro. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. That's um, all the questions I got on Pell. Oh, let me go to Discord. I wonder if Dr. Steve Winters is there. Uh, but if you have any more, please continue. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of scanning through. Okay. Uh, uh, Flat said, Money the Bank briefcase needs to change hands. Would you rather see Otis give it to Mandy or have him lose it? Give it to Mandy. Give it to somebody who can do something with it. Steve Winters. At this point, at this point, Mandy is in a better position than Otis. Doctor Steve Winters. What theme song should Retribution have? He says his vote is for "Breaking the Law" by Judas Priest. No, it's uh, "Break Shit" by Limp Bizkit. There you go, Mister Lipkin. What wrestler would you like? Would you most like to see turned into a Muppet? <laughs> And what Muppet <laughs> would you most like to see turn into a wrestler? I want to see Sam the Eagle be a wrestler. No. Uh, that that huge hairy guy. I don't know what his name is. I remember oh, him yeah, I know who you're show. talking about. I don't know what his name is either. He should be a wrestler. Animal. Animal. Yeah, Animal would be a good wrestler. I want to see him. And then what wrestler should be turned into a Muppet? Yeah. Nikki Cross. That's my answer. Otis looks like a Muppet, huh? Yeah. It's a great question from Jorge D. Power rank these classic sandwiches. Sloppy Joe, Reuben Club Sandwich, French Dip, and Monte Cristo. What was it again? Sloppy Joe, Reuben, Club Sandwich, French Dip, Monte Cristo. Okay, so Sloppy Joe is at the bottom for me. Yeah. What's on a Monte Cristo again? I forget. I had one. That's like one that's deep fried, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, club sandwich is number one of those choices for me. Club, French dip, probably the Reuben because I like sauerkraut and uh, and Thousand Island dressing, Monte Cristo and Sloppy Joe. That's probably the order I'd put it. Uh, I'll probably like. It's rare that I have a really good French dip. Um, I would probably do. Probably do a club first. I do a Monte a good Monte Cristo, dude. It's got everything in it. That's amazing. It's deep fried um, too, right? They deep fried. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd probably do, probably do that second. I do a French dip third. Well, wait a second, a club or a BLT. It says club. What's a different way? What's on a club? You get the turkey and your ham on a club. Usually the three, three, three layers, three pieces of bread. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'll go with French dip number one, Monte Cristo number two, club number three, 
Did you just say this? It's not very often you get a really good French dip, and yet you're putting yeah, it in number one. Yeah, but when you get, I just rethought it. You got the au jus with it. Oh, so good. You did some dipping. It's very hard to find one that actually finds some place that cooks the meat right, where it's not overcooked. Go to Philippe's in Los Angeles. Yeah, let's hop in my car and go to Philippe's. I don't like your attitude. It's 400 miles away. Yeah, I know. It's 8.30. It's it. it's I've had a it. beverage. I'm in no shape to drive right now. Yeah. Let's do that thing. Do you have a bit? Remember that time you went <laughs> off the thing? Yeah, I was completely sober when I did that, too. I don't know, man. Open open can rule. <laughs> uh, Alex Foster. Uh, I got to hand it to them. Any wrestling show that ends with a dude holding a chainsaw is certainly trying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had a chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Butts, I'll just, well, I'll end with this one on Discord. All right. I don't know how many more we have on Twitch, but Butts says, did Retribution feel more like the Spirit Squad than anything? Yes. Yes. They felt that, more like an annoyance than a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, any more on Twitch? I mean, yeah, but we, we if you want to stop, we can stop. Well, don't put it on me, but are there any good... One last one from Twitch. All right, we'll, do, we'll, we'll find one more. We'll find one more. Uh, here we go. Sven Man, who would you put in your own ultimately terrible retribution? Oh, the people in there tonight? Damien Priest. Oh, no, he's too tall. He looks probably great in a ski mask, plus that voice. Oh, man, if you give him some like oversized pants and a, a hoodie that's a size and a half or two sizes too large for him, Dijak, you know, they have done a terrific job of humanizing Dijak. I have a hard time NXT. believing he's done with NXT. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I don't think he's going to be involved. On, I, I think whatever call-up he was going to have has been yeah, retracted. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Fear and Loathing says the Singh brothers. See, here's the thing. This is the thing about Retribution that I kind of feel okay about is that with the exception of Chelsea Green... Unless they do swap out somebody and put Champ in there, if it's if Champ is in that group, I'm devastated. I'm devastated. I might stop watching wrestling altogether. That's fine. You'd be an unsolved mysteries uh, streamer. Full-time. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll find something else to do. I'll watch wrestling in my own time. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Chelsea Green. That makes me sad. If it's her, it really does. It, it, it would make me sad too. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If Champ is involved in this, I'm I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken much. for him. Pretty much done, yeah. Can't do that. Even if Gargano's involved, because that's another name I saw people talk about was that Gargano might have been one of the one of the guys. Not a chance. He wouldn't be wearing that goofy shit. White Brownie here has three names. I would be totally cool with all three of these names: Kona Reeves, Shane Thorne, Rick Bouge. I'd be excited. See, here's the thing: if it was Shane Thorne in there, I'd be excited because he's doing something. I think Shane if- Thorne has a lot of upside. Yeah, me too. I love him. Uh, but here's the thing: if it was those three guys, then you none of the none of those three guys were there tonight. That's no. for damn sure. No, Shane Thorne's so, like surprisingly tall. Yeah, Kona Reeves is tall too. Yeah, he's yeah. super tall. I don't know about Bouge, but he probably is. Um, you put all those three guys in act in like actually doing this. Don't have them like talk and stuff. <laughs> Try to get Bouge not to air guitar. Yeah, I know. Not to descend from the ceiling upside down playing his, his guitar playing. Uh, Triple H, man, Triple H Seeking Destroy by Metallica. One. Triple H whiffed on that one. Dude, you, his videos of him doing squats, playing metal, pretty damn impressive. Oh, Bouge is great. I wonder what the deal with that is. I have no idea. He's terrific. Triple H is like a metalhead. I don't know why he's not into that. Is it because Bouge hasn't pitched anything with a motorhead or something? Maybe. Maybe they had a conversation like, "Hey, what's your what's your top five uh, metal acts?" Motorhead wasn't one of them. Yeah, and then he was like, uh, "Rick, what about Motorhead?" And he was like, "Ah, eh, they didn't really do much for me." They got one song. They got they got a, a Ace of Spades. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Triple okay. H like, oh, you've never heard of you never heard of Evolution theme. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H's like, oh, okay. Uh, Always in developmental. <laughs> exactly. You've never heard of evolution theme. All right, we'll go out on that. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. I've never heard of evolution theme. <laughs>
Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.